love. God is love. Love is not love. The heart is deceitful and beauty is vain. But God is love and there's no love outside of God's love because he is love. So, yes, there's not lust and love. Lust has nothing to do with love because love is all about giving, not taking. It's giving. And if somebody tells you they love you, but they don't sacrifice anything for you, like if you're a kid and you're listening, which I hope not because this is not a kid channel, but let's just go with young adult. If somebody's not willing to share um, with you, like say you're hungry and you're out, uh, you know, and about maybe hiking around and this person has food and you don't have any and they're not willing to share some with you, then they don't love you. That just means they don't have God's love because that's selfishness and God shares and he's, you know, look at Jesus Christ, his son. He gave his son as a sacrifice to be a sin sacrifice, his perfect beloved son. And none of us could ever even imagine doing something like that for some undeserving wicked person. But that's, <clears throat> love is not about deserving or not deserving. It's not based on achievement. No, you're not loved more because you got a good grade and love less because you didn't get a good one. And you're not more um, delightful because you look pretty or anything to do with uh, your physical attraction or not, your physical looks. That Because you are already 100% valuable simply for being created in the image of God. Because... He made us in his image to love and not to be a narcissist. And you can always tell who is a narcissist by one simple rule. Narcissists put themselves first. Okay, I guess two. And will never admit that they are wrong. There really is no such thing as a narcissist. It's really a prideful barometer combined with the word self selfishness. Selfishness and pride go hand in hand. Humility and love also go hand in hand. Pride is enmity against God. It is actually the opposite of love because pride blinds you from your sin and makes you think that you are righteous by your actions <clears throat> but you might but you see the more pride you have the less you can see the truth because it's folly 
There is no such thing as man's righteousness. All we have is but filthy rags. And it is the Lord Jesus Christ who makes us white and gives us the wedding garment. So you see, we all have to humble ourselves to go through that narrow gate. Admit we're wrong. And when we ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins, he will be faithful and show us our unrighteousness. And that's how we can get cleansed from it because we realize, wow, Lord, thanks for saving me from living for the devil and being prideful. I don't have it altogether. I'm a sinner and I need you to save me because I can't do it on my own. I just can't do it on my own. And admitting that you need to be saved is a humbling place to begin. And so, we're learning about what love is. And love is where you Okay, switching to husband and wife love. What God intends for you in your marriage is that it's that you delight to be around one another. You just can't wait to spend time together and enjoy each other's company so much that it is the greatest delight in life. And you understand one another, respect one another, and are best friends laughing your way through life. This is heaven, right? This is what the Lord wants for every marriage. And in order for that to happen, the wife must submit to her husband as to the Lord, and he must submit to Christ 100%. Because if you are exemplifying the Christ Spirit, Jesus Christ Spirit, Holy Spirit, you and you are going to be loving and be kind to your wife and cherish her. And there's nothing that shines more than a cherished wife by her husband because it's his love in her that lights her up. And that is called intimacy. And she doesn't need a job or um, fancy clothes or to get her nails done for this. All she needs is her husband to cherish her. And really that comes from the Lord, his relationship with the Lord. And then she honors her husband and shows him honor and respect inside and outside the home and then he is just brought up by his wife and it's a beautiful thing and this is called a, de, a dominion couple or kingdom couple and this is what the Lord wants for all of us and sometimes a spouse will get married to somebody thinking that that spouse was the kingdom couple but she didn't realize that you got a little behind in the kingdom yourself perhaps or were just overlooking some 
things, some signs, and you wanted to get married anyway, and you find yourself in a situation that's really hard. I only say that because I know that relationships are hard. And what you've got to do, girl, is just think of ways, think of, if you have an unbelieving husband, because this channel is for ladies, then you just have to do what the scripture says and submit to him as Sarah is unto the Lord and just serve him and think of fun ways to romance him and honor him and make him feel that he's your guide and that you adore him you know even if just think of him as child number three that's just so ornery and needs because he's not able to lead you why because he does, Christ is not his head so let Christ be your husband and think of him as that ordinary child that needs the love of Jesus Christ which is firm and has boundaries right and still adores the child so that's I mean hopefully that's not too weird obviously he's not your child he's your husband but that's what the scripture says to do in these case scenarios and I do believe with all my heart that God showed me a way for wives to win their unbelieving husbands and husbands to win their unbelieving wives and it's to be Jesus Christ to that person and that even if this is your torture and I'm sure they are that you can win them and if not God will provide a miracle for you something better not meaning divorce but uh, he will take care of you and be by your side and I'm sorry things are hard so but you've just got to think of it as your cross like pick it up and follow him and that is if he's willing to live with you and things are safe um <clears throat> Every situation is a little different, but it is not more righteous in God's eyes to leave your husband and find a new one. It is a holy covenant, and a covenant means that there was a death, and in a marriage, a husband and wife die to themselves and make a commitment of being committed and loyal no matter what in sickness and in health forsaking all others in good times and bad till death do us part and that's the covenant right there so it's pretty serious stuff God bless you. May you have the love of the Lord to forgive unconditionally. And you see, the Lord doesn't want us to be trampled on. He tells us not to share our pearls with swine, lest they trample you. So to be wise. And so, we've got to be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. That's how we have an everlasting supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. 
because he gives us himself when we humble ourselves and say we want you God not more of you and less of me and that's how you can forgive unconditionally by understanding just what you are forgiven for and it's something we could never repay and that is the joy of our salvation.